on this episode of Homo Superior. So speaking of gay Georges, George Michael has a song, had a song in the 90s called Too Funky, which I really love. Okay, and at the very and the very end, there is a recording of his mom or an old woman going, Turn down that music, George! Well, Brent is gay, and Kaylin's gay, and Clark is gay, and Brian's gay, and Adam's gay. It's Homo Superior. Welcome to Homo Superior, where if you liked it, you should have put a ring on it, according to Emma Frost. Issue t- 296, I'm Kalen. I'm Clark. I'm Ryan. I'm Adam. And I'm Brent Wingate. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> uh, this week, X-Men Assemble starts on August 31st, so get ready to make some Sophie's Choices, and Esme's Choices, and Phoebe's Choices, and Irma's Choices, and Celeste's Choices. We go beyond good and evil in this week's X-Men the Animated Series. The writers and actors strike continues, so that means no news, little homos. Mm-hmm. Fall of X continues with a still brainwashed Colossus, Tony Stark and Emma getting close to their nuptials, and some of the ex-folks fighting themselves in Vanaheim, California. (laughs) And as always, we finish off with some sexy, sexy plugs. But first, we got some housekeeping, Adam. We sure do. This coming Monday, keep an eye out for it. We've got our Creator Crush with Jay Jordan dropping. And when you say coming, it's C-U-M-M-I-N-G, because he's so sexy. (laughs) I know. We do treat him really poorly, but he also oh seems to enjoy it. <laughs> do you objectify him? <laughs> I was not the there. Who was it? Just the two of you? Yeah, yeah. it was Kaylin and I. And uh, Jay, Creeps. for folks who probably remember our recap at the FlameCon, he was also our original contestant for um, our X Games at FlameCon two years ago and then was a guest uh, panelist along with Charlie Jane Anders at this year's one. Nice. Absolutely crazy. He's so great. He wrote. He's not absolutely crazy. He is absolutely crazy. crazy. You heard he's it. Crazy and hot. He probably else? would agree with that. No, he's absolutely. He's amazing. He's super funny. He's done um, the Tonight Show. He's written for John Stewart. Um, all sorts of good stuff. But most recently, he did the uh, Marvel's Voices X Men comic. Yeah. Um, uh, doing the story cryotherapy with Storm and Iceman. Oh, yeah, based- it was a good one. Which yeah. is a really good one treatment. of the two good ones. If you want to drop some pounds before Fire Island. Or like P Town, just do cryotherapy, and it really gets a, that's where they put you and they they blast your like core. We have a friend who did that. Yeah. yeah. What's funny is everyone that's done it was already in shape, and they basically said like, unless you're already in shape, this is worthless. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's so. kind of what the issue is about, and what mostly <laughs> yeah. he's really putting being out, out of shape I, and worthless. I'd love him to drop the veil behind that. He's that's great. Right. Yeah. He is such a fucking nerd. I love it. He like loved just geeking out with us. It oh, was so, so delightful. Shit. It's uh, so delightful. He is, he is an, an animated series kind of joiner honor and then went back and read comics. We talked about, you know, using Wikipedia to fill in so many blanks. It was just a really great conversation. And, uh, you know, this is his first foray into comic writing, but hopefully not his last, because I do think based on social media, our own reviews and Clark screaming right now, it really was one of the best standout stories from that comic. And I think he really understood the characters' voices and I'm going to love to see more of that. Uh, yeah, hopefully you get some more Marvel work soon. All right, uh, let's go into Mutant Madness, X-Men Assembled, Clark. Yeah, what, so what, what sound, what intro would you want for this, Clark? Just the sound of someone shitting. I'm just going like a back! wet diarrhea. Okay. It's better than the plug sound, but okay, continue. <laughs> it's the opposite of the plug sound. It's everything that comes out this, after the plug. No, it sounds like Brent doing the plug sound. I think what we're doing is just letting the audience know that we're moving this recording to our toilet. 
head. So when you, we're just trying to make sure that no matter what happens, we need a flushing noise. There we go. At some point, <laughs> all right. One of the reviews shit. was like the conversations you would have at the bathhouse, and this is what we're trying to bring to you. Just <laughs> you talk real. to the bathhouse. <laughs> wow. Okay. I'm using your mouth wrong. Then I'm sorry, Clark. Please just, go in. Sorry, swallowing Clark. the shit at the bathhouse. Oh my. There you go. God. So as I, shit podcast continue. Yep. As I mentioned last week, uh, starting August 31st, Meet Madness X Men Assembled is upon us. Uh, Homo Superior, as I've said, is in desperate need of a home team squad. And it's up to you what eight members will claim the title of Homo Superior's very own X-Team. These are four different um, sections I'm going to tell you about. Let's see. 16 categories laid before you, each with four excellent characters, including X-Teens and X-Factor, Mind Powers and Magic Powers, and Wild Cards and Wilder Cards, Ooh. which are just a fucked up group of animal people. <laughs> <laughs> As the quick and dirty rules, the winner of each Twitter vote and the winner of each Instagram vote, each count is one-third towards the Heat winner. And then we, Homo Superior, are deciding vote if you guys don't come to a quorum. Adam, that means you have to vote. Yep. You got to vote, bitch. If not, I'm going to vote for you. But only if I have to. All right. So (laughs) when we get to our final 16, I'll split them into two teams of eight. And you folks listening will decide who the official Homo Superior team is. So last week I mentioned I'm not including Beast because he's a piece of shit. And this one... I'm mentioning that Professor X is not included because he couldn't fit in leader and mind power categories because I had better people I wanted there. So see ya. How how far do you think Professor X would have gone and who would he have gone up against? In he would have lost, teams? I think, in the first round against whomever. People hate him. Yeah, no one. Uh, does anyone truly stand him anymore? Not not. No, there's yeah. a few people, but in not theory, really. This is like a fan favorite type of thing. So I I no one's like you know who I love the most. No one says. Professor Nobody has a Professor X's, X's right T-shirt ever. <laughs> That's true. I mean, we got Emma's, we got Storms, we got Jeans, we got um yeah. Cyclops is all in there, That's and great. he's not winning to any of those nope. people. All right, so the other characters I noticed that I didn't include, the only pre-90s team characters besides, I didn't have Mimic and, you know, change and shit like that, are Cannonball, Magma, Wolfsbane, Strong Guy, Legion, Juggernaut, and Longshot. That's literally it. I've included everybody else that matters. You cut Juggernaut? He just got exploded. Well, not not to be racist, but he's not a mutant. That's through number one. No, <laughs> I had I had Juggernaut in the list until two weeks ago, and I realized that there was a character that fit so much better in that uh, spot okay. that actually would would not lose immediately. I love it, strong guy. Yeah, sorry, strong guy and Wolfsbane. Oh, and, that's a shame. Well, there are like eight new mutants, and I'm like, yeah. I'm not having you know all eight of yeah, you here. You, you made the right cut. That yeah. is, we're proud of you. Yeah. Um. So, of those characters, which one you've wanted to stay, if possible? Mm. Legion, which, only because he's that crazy. He would have taken over a mind place too, though. I think so. You're I'm right. I'm the only person in the world that likes Cannonball. I like Cannonball. I like Cannonball. Okay. Okay. Oh, great. He would have taken I, over some classic see, spots. See, he might I have done well. He wouldn't. There was too many. No, he wouldn't have. All right. <laughs> so, I just, I'm sad that we can't have. I assume Sunspot and Cannonball together. That's the only part that makes me. I cry. mean, that other one is definitely in it somewhere. Sunspot <laughs> is. I'm not gonna leave Romeo him. Romeo and Juliet. In a Sun like, and Moon category. <laughs> <laughs> there are there are a few best friends going up against each other oh, in this game. Mm. Okay. All right, so finally, I'm going to re- reveal fully one category now, Ooh. which is the X teens. And I had some. There are also other teens that are in different categories. They just didn't fit there without having to move around some other people. All so right. we have Glob Herman, Rock Slide slash Wrong Slide, whoever you guys want to explain him at the moment. Mm-hmm. Dust and Surge are the ones I have there. Three out of four of them are from the new X-Men yeah, era. Yeah, this is a new X-Men team. Yeah. <laughs> the X-Teens. It. I'm ready to read this comment. Yeah, yeah, so I told everybody to pick one, and they're going to give me a little uh, spiel of what why it should be 
Yeah, because they're all fighting, right? This four. is only one spot. I mean, they're not fighting. You could. It's not they're like they're competing. using their powers to we're kill like each other. They're like voting on So, since Brent is not here in absentia, can I give you why he said Glob No, absolutely. <laughs> but can you do it in Brent's voice? I mean, I gave Brent Glob because I knew he would want it. So Do it as uh, Bane. <laughs> do it as Bane. You Try think to work. power over me? That, you that did is it. Brent. You I did really, it just as good as him. I really wanted, but I want to now hear you try to say anything else other than the, <laughs> I'm the band voice. I cannot. I cannot. So, all right. So, we know that Brent is a huge glob stan, which mm-hmm. is really funny. He wasn't He's one until this. And he is a globby until uh until he started this doing this podcast and became an X fan. He didn't know any. Who of else the would X-Men? he have? <laughs> I don't Maybe. know. He yeah. became such an Avengers fan when he started his <laughs> podcast. podcast. You're the one with the Avengers t-shirt, though, Ryan. I, I'm allowed to support Traitor. multiple teams. Mm. Wow, real fancy there. fine. We keep going. All right, so Glob Herman, this is Brent in Brent's voice. Glob Herman is a unique addition to almost any X team. His <laughs> powers are atypical, but not useless. He's generally quieter with a strong silent type vibe. And he also is undeniably a mutant who could never pass, and that makes any assault on mutant generically a lot more personal okay. because there's no other way for Glob to be. This really sounds like his LinkedIn profile. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, Also, he started a riot, and he screams a lot. So I don't know if he he's may the have most been involved even in some keel, hot, quiet like, guy. Yeah. Quasi murders at the beginning when he was a Yeah, yeah. They, were, they were deep Brent never went back in time Brent to never read it. No, it doesn't matter. He's a good character. Yeah. All right, um, Rockslide, what's going on? Oh, yeah, Rockslide. I chose Rockslide. Those two may or may not be against each other. I know. In the first well, eight. I think a lot of the things that are positive for Glob are also positive for Rockslide. Yeah. What, I, what I think also sticks out about him, and we actually talked about this on that shout-out Jay Jordan interview, was the fact that Rockslide is an absolutely wonderful ally, and him and yes. uh, Anal uh-huh. have formed such yes. a great friendship. They, like... He's such a good representation of, like, positive masculinity and just, like, a young, like, cool guy. Well, at least it's rock slide. Then he became wrong slide and kind of didn't have a personality for a very long time. He kind of looks at the ocean a lot and the dishwasher a lot. (laughs) He's kind of got that, like, savant-esque personality now. Like, he's, like, clearly very capable but just sort of is, like, kind of in his own space well, until well, he every did. version of yourself shoved together there's yes. gonna be some difficulty i mean same he is well i think he's also <laughs> at uh what is that tabula tabula rasa now as wrong side because they did with some stuff with him in x-men red hey that's that's my work that was a good start delicious. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good start and now i just want to see more so i think of all these people he's like the most still interconnected and i'd really like to see him on the team for this year for us. And both of them are canonically testicle-less and penis-less. <laughs> that is also a big plus for me. Honestly, like, yeah. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> Fo- I didn't no follow up with I that. I didn't know where I was going with it, but I, I, I yeah. thought that was important. I, yeah, okay. How about Who's some Surge? Oh, yeah. Hey, I go can... ahead, Surge. I, okay, so I love all these characters. They're... They are really the characters that uh, I grew up with, and they're my faves. I have chosen Surge because she has multiple uses uh, on the actual team. So she has uh, energy projection. She can do electricity. It's gorgeous and blue. (laughs) Um, She's got great hair. And then also, it's blue. (laughs) I don't think that's part of her mutant power. No, she dyes it. But. Um, but also she can use her power as like sort of a speedster on a team. So I think that's useful for a team. Oh, yeah. Um, Did not know that. Really fun. She's also had leadership experience. That she's she run the team. She's been on the the most teams, I think, uh, of the new X-Men, except maybe then Armor. And, I, and also, you have to 
have to have to, to have an X-Men team, you have to have someone that is fucking blue. And kind of a jackass. <laughs> and she is also a known bitch, too. She is. <laughs> we love a bitch. She used to be homeless, too. So, like, okay. representation matters. Yeah. Honestly, like, yeah. yeah. She, like. All these characters got, are great for this shit. Like, I just I, love She's that. phenomenal. Yeah. yeah. Um, I give it to my girl. <laughs> <laughs> Vote for Surge. Um, all right. So, I will go with Dust. And I will say all of these are awesome. Like, I'd be happy with any of them. But Dust, I'm going to choose Dust. Simply because she, when she was introduced in the early 2000 uh, by Grant Morrison in their run on New X-Men, it was during a time when there was a lot of anti-Muslim hysteria. So Grant putting a not only a Muslim character, but a, a very visibly Muslim character who's in a burqa, I think was phenomenal representation. Ironically, the artist that drew her first is a piece of shit named Ethan Van Skyver, yes. who is a like one of the founders of Comicsgate, and he just got kicked off Twitter slash X oh, wow. recently, because apparently even Elon Musk said, you're too say, crazy. No, you're no. too crazy. How do you get kicked off of X at this point? Uh, he found a way. Twitter. Only Twitter. But I, I think it's hilarious that like such a dirtbag, racist, like xenophobe... <laughs> Don't say that word about her. Because oh. her name's Dust. <laughs> oh my god, I did not mean that. I'm Jesus talking about Ethan. Not, not about Surya. Um, but like somebody who's so xenophobic and homophobic and misogynistic actually co-created yeah. a wonderful character. I also love her powers. And I think until this week, which we'll get into in the issues, she's been vastly underrepresented in the X book in the last few years. So that's my horrible young X-Men. Well, well, no, she was hovering around in Legion of well, X for a hot we'll, we'll hovering get, we'll around. Get into, hovering for like a panel in here. We'll get into her. She's actually arguably the most powerful of all of them, too. So that she's going to some Omega yeah. very, very yeah. shortly. She, she literally turns into dust. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Who did you vote for, Clark? I'm purposely not saying because I don't, I, I don't want to like get two, like two versus one. Then we create a yeah. yeah. There we go. So it's going to be difficult for you folks, as Kaylin said, it's a Sophie's choice. So that's your warning, listeners. Be prepared for Forge, Frenzy, and Feral, and all the gang battling for space and history. <laughs> as I already said, the categories will be on Twitter and Instagram starting the 27th. Cool. For a for a day, and then voting will officially begin Thursday, August 31st for. Villains and leaders. Ooh. Love those villains. This is fun. And I know. Very That's where Juggernaut went. I can't you know. wait for you to be very upset about the results at all times. <laughs> no, actually, <laughs> some of the reasons I picked all these characters because I'm not going to really be mad at most okay, of them. Okay, there we go. I also love that like as soon as Marvel stopped doing the vote for the X team, we're doing our own, but we're doing it really fairly. The yeah. right way? Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm not killing off all of the characters. There's that. <laughs> all of them are included except Cannonball and Juggernaut again. Yeah. I love that. All right. How about some MCU Next TV, yes. Adam? Let's get into it. It's our weekly segment focused on the latest and greatest of the MCU Disney Plus TV shows. Uh, mostly not great these days. But this week we have continuing coverage of our X-Men, the animated series rewatch. And this uh, episode we are watching season four, episode 18, Beyond Good and Evil, part one, The End of Time. You might be asking yourself, what happened to episode 17? But it's, that's the Christmas one. And that's why we're saving it till it's closer to Christmas, uh, you little, little bitch. Um, <laughs> all right. <laughs> all I wanted for Christmas stupid for you to not call me It's also a, a really fucked up gift to how fucked up and weird the X-Men are. Right. Every character is to the nth degree insane in it. I can't wait. Anyway, uh, it is $39.99 and Cable attacks Apocalypse, but Apocalypse steals his time device and uses it to arrive at the axis of time which also causes Bishop to be thrown off course and trapped at the same axis. Ugh. 
in present day, Gene and Scott get married again. There's a lot going on in this episode. Yeah. Just as they are driving off after their ceremony, the second one, the Nasty Boys again <laughs> kidnap Gene, leaving Scott behind this time. Shard, who if you didn't know is Bishop's sister and gorgeous, travels to present day in search of Bishop and arrives just in time to see Mr. Sinister trying to take Savior. Um, big setup. Lots of lots of little like plot lines and stuff intersecting. What did you guys think of the start of this four part four parter? Uh, a lot of fun. Uh, I think it's very much setting off like this epic that's going to end season four. And also, it isn't a true adaptation of any of the mm-hmm. uh, like major comic series. So yeah. I think it's really kind of cool. I'm like, oh, uh, the writers are doing something a little bit original. They're not using Dark Phoenix Saga or Days of Future Past or any of the other major storylines to like you know provide a template for this. So Good stuff. It did serve, like, when I watched it as a kid, I remember feeling like it was very, uh, sort of, they gave them, like, outlines of what would be happening in maybe Age of Apocalypse type stuff, or even, like, the 12, and then it's like, sure, whatever, Mm -hmm. we'll do it. Um, So it's like, I just, I don't know, I I really, I went back because I missed it, I wasn't on podcasts, and I just skipped over the episodes, but I started going back to the Fitzroy stuff, the two-parter, and it's just as much as the Phoenix sagas really stood out as like, wow, that's like, this is really good television, especially for kids. Like they're really getting this right. I feel like a lot of this stuff, just like, I don't know. I enjoyed it a lot. I was like, Oh, this is fun. It was, uh, it was nineties peakness. I feel like, um, also we already talked about this, but like the nineties in the, the future, (laughs) according to the nineties, everyone's half robot. (laughs) Everyone is cyborgs are very, let's talk about the weirdos. Yeah. Yeah. The clan chosen. There was Tyler Summers, who was actually a character in the comics. No, no. He yeah. was a yes. spring, yeah. I yeah. had a well, clear card turns, about it. turns out to be a piece of shit. He turns into someone called Genesis. <gasps> yeah, Tyler Dayspring. Ah. Which is, which uh, I'm, glad, I'm glad the Dark she Riders. reclaimed it in the actual comics. Yeah, but also there was a Genesis that was the kid, uh, the cl- Apocalypse clone, yeah. that Phantom X clone. Yeah. yeah, it's a common name. But Gen- it's, it's like it's It's from the it's Bible. It's like if you're gay. It's a biblical name. Do you remember the season of the... Boston I know season what of Genesis Real World is with Genesis. Kid. Wait, what? Say it again. The Real World season in Boston where there yeah, was Genesis. Yeah. Who there was, was lesbian, Genesis. Who also was just an asshole. Yeah, she yeah. didn't like her at all. Uh, and man, Montana got drunken from all those kids and got fired. <laughs> <laughs> she was the best. God, that is terrifying 90s throwback. Uh, well, don't for, move over, Tyler. There's also Boak and Garrison Kane, Don Silk, and Hope. Which one? Did you know that Hope first premiered in the animated what, series? That's wild. One thing they did get right, that everyone is queer in the future, and I did feel that. I did feel that <laughs> very hardcore. Tyler is taking loads left and right. And that even that like gay-ass gay haircut. Oh, a thousand. And then that like gold uh, uh, C-3PO robot guy. Like, yeah. Buff C-3PO is yeah. what he is. I, is I he, he's the one giving the loads. Yeah, it's just he's just, just full pump, of, pumping he's a, oil. Yeah, yeah he's, a, he's a protocol droid. He administer loads. Don't you think like in the future robots are gonna run on loads? It's like, the only way to keep them going. Well, <laughs> sex robots. It's a an never-ending resource. Why are we not investigating? That is called recycling, right there. <laughs> Honestly, well done. You just saved the climate like yeah, problem. Like, um, so I'm, Garrison Kane is a character regularly it? used in well, not as a lot much lately, but in the regular. Cable stuff. Is that Kane era. Kane? Like, there was a guy. Well, there was, I, I, there was an so, action so figure. So they've just changed him up. So now he's in the future instead of present day. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you're talking about, because Kane used to have an action figure, right? He had, like, metal arms and, like, he wasn't. That part. was a Kane. That was, like, it was oh, a, a different lay, it, No, it was a Layfield creation okay. for, like, X4, New, New Mutants yeah. and X-Force. All right. Well, 
Buck the wild up. pack? Is that no? The wild pack, something else. Six uh, pack. The six pack. Which one's which? Mm, I prefer six pack. <laughs> I think it is the six the pack. Wild cables. pack is um silver sable. Silver sables yeah. group. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Bishop, uh, not Bishop. Cable's other group is the six pack. Yeah, with GW Bridge, wasn't he on it? Grizzly. Oh my God, those people. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, his name is George Washington Bridge. For the love of God, <laughs> they really cashed in on that Layfield check in the nineties because all those fuckers had action figures. Yeah, but those they had feet. Explain That's that to true. me, Adam. Don't forget about John Gray and Bender. His first appearance. <laughs> we also see obviously Trevor and Bantam again. Talk but about talk about Bender, please. Real did quick. you see? Did you see mm-hmm. the Easter egg that was Morph? There was the Age of Apocalypse Morph and a random yeah, side shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And there You're was right. Mimic Good as catch. well. Mimic got fucked up. Yeah. Um, and then Magneto in the weirdest trash costume ever. <laughs> yeah, they. I. It's weird that uh, Bishop gets thrown to this area and he specifically gets to look at the one reality he wants to go to. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, I know them. Just like it's kind of just strange that he got pretty lucky. Um, Bender is what uh comedy was in the 90s, though. A thousand was it like about show about nothing? No, like, no, no, it was Jim Carrey doing a bunch mm-hmm. of like oh, the mask, doing the mask or Ace Ventura. Yeah, so, so this voice actor he did Cameron Hodge, he did oh. Archangel, he did a shit ton of other stuff. Oh, yeah, 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 such yeah. range to be that yeah. annoying. It's very goofy. He almost reminds me more of like a new gods type character than an actually X-Men type character. Like, you, you know what I'm saying? Do you think the new series Gods by Hickman is going to include Bender in it? <laughs> I hate I it. hope. I hate it. You've watched that the rest I love of this. Action. You know what happens in this, right? I'm not yeah. saying anything, but yeah, yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, let's talk about these terrible wedding outfits back in the present day. <laughs> I do want to say that I love the fact that Sinister just keeps fucking their wedding up. It's great. He's the only one going on honeymoon. I'll cap for you. It's, it's nice because he's back and he's like super gay again. Like, did you making a wedding? He wedding. fucked up Professor X and Jubilee. He just walked in. He's like, "How about it, bitch?" And just like shoots lasers. He blows up the wheelchair. Like Jubilee's just thrown fireworks to nothing. My favorite thing about Jubilee is uh, is Charles Xavier going, "Jubilee, get all these guests out of here." She goes, "Okay, I'll figure it <laughs> out." I'll figure she's it like, out. She's like, "What am I gonna say?" And you're like, "Say that there's been an attack, bitch." <laughs> I know. Like, also, yeah. why would I love that Xavier's like, oh, I, I dropped the defense protocols because of the wedding. It's like, what? Dumb you fuck. literally have been at another wedding where they were attacked. Did, this car idiot. has metal cans on it. It won't <laughs> do with those. Like, it's so stupid. I mean, to be fair, Professor X has been stupid for a very long time. Also, that outfit, bitch. I don't know what if it was a tie, a dead dog on his chest. There was some weird ass <laughs> shit going <laughs> on. And like a weird eyeball oh on God. it. This might mess. be the 90s, but those were a thousand percent 80s outfits. Yes. Those Rogue. bridesmaids dress. I love to see them float when they fly away, though. (laughs) But like, Rogue's hair was all fucked up. Wolverine was just really pissed off the whole time. Bride dress was just overly everything. It was disgusting. There's a lot of meringue. Did you like the X cake? (laughs) (laughs) I I like how Wolverine started uh, like stop someone by just like throwing the cake at him. Oh, that's right, to uh, Ruckus or whatever. Those, well, at least Vertigo like showed up for it never said a word because they didn't want to pay the voice actress. Yeah, <laughs> it is weird. Yeah, that's true. They're like, oh, it's the wild, wild, the nasty, nasty boys, boys and Vertigo. Yeah. So in Indian culture, uh, whenever there's a wedding, it's auspicious when the Hedra come in and they like cause a ruckus and then you give them, you know, some food and some money and then they go away. Hedra are known as like sort of third sex. Like oh. it's like not trans, oh, but yeah. it's like intersex. Um, uh, so like very, very big in India. The nasty boys are the Hedra of the <laughs> of the X Men universe. They come in, they cause a ruckus, 
but like they kidnapped the bride and right. groom. <laughs> the they always do that. Yeah. Well, Actually, that would be fun to recreate at my wedding. <laughs> Could you imagine you go like a we, portal? Whoever, whichever one of us is getting married, we're all gonna yeah, we're gonna create a smoke bomb, and then we all have cosplay on. We've paid like thousands of dollars. If it's so not your cost. wedding, you obviously will be vertigo. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, we should have done this at Brent's wedding five years ago. Oh my Damn god! So, if only we knew. Yeah. He would have so, been like, "What the fuck is happening?" Storms like saying in her powerful storm voice, being like, "We've got to stop, nasty boys." And I'm like, "What?" <laughs> and then like to Janet Jackson starts singing. Nasty boys. Yeah. It might have been nice for them to in, like bring back Rebrand. some more Rebrand. like serious villains. In this I think nasty boys are so stupid. I love them for him though. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I was confused at first when. Uh, Sinister was like, you know, c- trying to capture, as you said, um, Professor Xavier. And he's like, I'm doing this and George is going to do that. And I'm like, who the fuck That's is George? Gorgeous George. I've never heard gorgeous George yes. just say George. This yeah, is so why he says it like three okay. times. He's like, hey, George. 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 Then, George. <laughs> yeah, George, you need to open that part. George. Like, um, that's why he's gay again. Remember, he he showed up gay. Yeah. Then he turned kind of straight for a little bit. But then when he made that entrance, he's like, I hope the professor Xavier's like, I hope nothing's happening. And he goes like, so maybe it's about me. Do like, you remember gay. when when George um yeah, turned into just George. a big old splooge, basically, and like splooge it all over slab? Oh, yeah. yeah. So speaking of gay Georges, George Michael has a song, had a song in the 90s called Too Funky, which I really love. Okay, and at the very and the very end. There is a recording of his mom or an old woman going, turn down that music, George. And like that, whenever that's it's George. Says. Yeah, that's what it sounds <laughs> like. Nathaniel yeah. Essex. Elderly bird, British you should woman. Do, yep. You should do like a tribute to that. Like do that with him and just a bunch of big, gorgeous. We have gorgeous our Instagram stories. I want to go back to the future again because okay. Apocalypse's, okay, Marty. Apocalypse's fort was stupid as fuck looking. It was like a giant Muppet on top of a... It was uh, it was Grace Scroll's castle is what it was. No, it was his original $25,000 pyramid, y'all. Oh, that's a reference to our thing. Yes. <laughs> I understood that reference. All right. Anything else on this wonderful episode? I re- really, really enjoyed it. I Three more parts Bender. are coming. Yeah. Just great you, I do not I fucking hate I'm going to address this. I'm as angry watching that episode as Bishop was being at the end of time. <laughs> he, he just <laughs> jumped off the rainbow around. road or whatever at one point. Oh, oh yeah. It was very much like the Bifrost there. All right. Let's slide on to these issues. Our weekly recap of all things X. Uh, continuing the fall of X. This week we have Jean Grey number one, Realm of X number one, Invincible Iron Man number nine, Deadpool number 10, and X-Force number 43. Long, long week. All right. Let's start with our uh, launch title of Jean Grey number one, Louise Simonson and Bernard Chang. Jean's newest post-death journey begins with an alternate retelling of her histories, this time her searching for answers as a returned young OG5 and how absolute power corrupts absolutely. I'm surprised at how much I enjoyed this, um, simply because, uh, you know, I haven't read, I've liked Louise Simonson stuff from the 80s and 90s, but I haven't read anything by her recently. And I think a lot of these nostalgia miniseries or, or like writers that are old school for example Anosenti doing storm has not been good mm. uh i was very very trepidatious about it um obviously we still don't know exactly where where gene is or what is happening with gene after the hellfire gala but this wasn't really nostalgia porn uh it was like an inversion of it's a wonderful life yeah. and even though i don't love the original five coming to the modern times I like the idea of them going back, saying that they were going to, you know, mind wipe themselves and then not, not doing, doing it, it and then having the, their future knowledge. 
and giving Gene the ability to sort of change history and becoming more Magneto than Magneto. I thought it was actually quite delightful. Me too. I enjoyed it. Um, this is the dilemma with every psychic. Every time there's a psychic in any like storyline, should I just change everything? Can I change everything? And then do you become a monster at a certain point? I think yeah. about it every day. <laughs> <laughs> and you have those powers and you don't use them. I, and I appreciate I choose you for not that. To. You're welcome. Uh, but it's <laughs> it. It was really good. It was a what if that is done in uh, the current day. Canon, yeah. That it ma- made me feel nice. My <laughs> main <laughs> issue with it, I mean, I like the 05 teen thing, but um, okay. is when they bring Cannonball and Moonstar and Kitty Pride in and the ages don't match up in the slightest. Oh, yeah. Like, basically, Kitty Cannonball... Was like, can- 12. Yeah, which doesn't make sense if Gene's 17 in the comic. babies. Like, literally, they aren't that far... They're not that... It's not that... It's hugely different, I should say. And it shows, like, Cannonball and, and um, Moonstar, Moonstar are basically the same age as, as them. It just all seemed also, wrong. Also, Moonstar didn't get, a, like, a weird sort of, like... Boom, 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 Moonstar. Like, Cannonball and Kitty yeah. did. But, but yeah. Boom Boom got it, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I just didn't like that, and it took me out entirely. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Like, I mean, the ages are always different, weird. So, like, I think... just picked one. Well, in the comics, in the comics, um, supposedly when Jean was 24, at the same time she was 24, Cannonball was 16. So, eight years. Yeah. yeah. This one is maybe two. They collapse it. Yeah. Maybe and they just look old for their age. <laughs> Very old. I mean, Throw. Sam is from Kentucky. They age very there differently go. there. Corn fed. Um, That's no. Iowa, dumb bitch. No, it's corn everywhere in the Central America. Corn in the Central America. America. In the like the Central they America. They have flyover states, you know, and so on and such as. Yeah. <laughs> um, I am actually so I feel like I've been. I'm always very like blasé about Jean Grey. And I, I, she's really entering her time in the Krakoa era for me, and I am very excited to see where this continues to go because yeah. it's finally exploring her psyche and her like a mature way, I guess, of like these alternate retellings, these ongoing learnings. Like I just appreciate it more than I'm dead. What's that light? Oh, let me just rethink yeah. about all the same shit I've done and suffered through and the broccoli right. people. And so at least this is like her processing why the decision she made. And it fits with her storyline, right? About like processing and having the brood conversation. So I just think they're doing such a wonderful job having since brought her back and had her in X-Men Red. Um, so I can't wait to see what it, happens. It's her going through therapy. It's her getting going on better health. Is this what getting, therapy is like? Should I be going? You should. You are going to recreate <laughs> moments in your a life. Murderous version of And they're going to go terribly wrong. Uh, no, but it's so many people love this character and there's so many problematic things that I think they're trying to... Uh, bring a lens to it that to explain certain things and not like like go over it, but actually make this character as lovable as they should be. Because so many people, maybe not this podcast of people, but they do love Jean Grey. Yeah, she can be a good character. She just hasn't been. You can't even give her that. Well, she's in therapy. Leave her alone. She was fine with X Men Red and on. Yeah, before that. That's what I mean. Like she's just been really. I think they've done it. Her revival has been good. Yeah, Tom Taylor did a great job of setting her up as an actual leader, as Mm -hmm. opposed to like you know a side uh, side partner. And to be fair, she was the current version was dead for however fifteen years. You know, before that, so that's fine. Do you think that would you call her in this issue Mean Gray? 
No. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. Why would you say that? Yeah. I don't understand that joke. She, Explain it to me. She's just a little meanie. She is a meanie. She's attacking people, blowing up heads, I think. I don't know. I didn't read it. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right. Re- hey, you should read, read these comics. Yeah. I know. Let's talk about X-Force number 43, Benjamin Percy, Robert Gill. With Quentin in tow and acting as a flashback to the fall, the team preps for the gala with Colossus and Rasputin finding it much harder than expected to overthrow the mutant nation. Domino makes a startling discovery. I wrote these like a TV guide brief. <laughs> yeah. I, I That's good, yeah. I am glad they showed what was concurrently happening with the gala because I think X-Force not being center stage mm-hmm. in the hellfire gala uh issue was like okay where are these folks and like colossus like trying to hold them back makes a ton of sense for the, what the character is right now mm-hmm. it feels like there's finally some progression happening with that with long simmering never, subplot. Yeah. yes exactly i was excited and for the domino finding purple girl's corpse yeah, yeah. not actual purple girl but some character <laughs> who was purple yeah uh, you know what's funny is she goes to that barn that he paints in, yeah. opens it up. There's there's one of the paintings is just the corpse of her. <laughs> yeah, why not? And then <laughs> later she digs it up. She's like, the corpse? And I'm like, he literally just drew the corpse? Her? Um, <laughs> it was horrifying. That was so fucked up. It was pretty intense. And then my favorite is the issue also showed an alternate retelling of Nimrod exploding the entire Oh, God. Yeah, today. we got to show that. From again. a different angle. That's yeah. It's a very much a who wore it better. We'll be posting both of them on our Instagram. <laughs> I, I think all of Marvel uh, artists should do, do that a version. One. Yeah, do their oh, own my version. God. I would, yeah, I would buy an entire issue. Everyone has like special variants covers every month it, one month <laughs> will just be the different up. explosion cool oh my of, god they're like oh this is the angle of cannonball getting his ass exploded <laughs> <laughs> i mean that's sexy but um yeah i didn't i didn't have any notes on it i mean i think benjamin percy overall has i he there's been ups and downs i can't believe x-force has been on for fucking 43 issues I yeah mean, it's just it's a it's nice to have a stable thing that does keep evolving because i think this team is great he's X Force is the most Claremontian of mm. the uh, like old school Claremont yeah, when he was good yeah. of like the Krakoa era of the X books because it's like long simmering plot yeah. lines like stuff that gets introduced and then not referred to for a while and then finally brought back up again and so like we complain about it but like that's how you read those X books yeah. back in the day yeah. there was some stinkers back in the day when you're reading a lot of the Claremont stuff uh, one thing I think is really cool is uh, Kid Omega no longer a kid, not yet a woman. It, he just is an old guy in younger bodies. <laughs> that was so weird. I liked it. Well, I liked it too. Because power. he's that. still like an old person, but he's going to project himself however he wants to look. He's yeah. wear a skin I, suit. I thought that's kind of interesting. He, he has more layers now. <laughs> <laughs> what do you look like under that skin suit? <laughs> you don't want to know, baby. I sure don't. Uh, <laughs> um any anything else big on X Force? I think this is going to be a big kickoff from the protocols. I, l- I love that Mikhail's plans are have been slightly like thwarted right now because yeah, like, of Orcas because he was not, and so he could end up becoming an unlikely ally for the mutants. It, I thought that was such an interesting twist. Like I didn't even, and in my mind, I was like, wait, so was they? So I'm like, no, of course not, because Orcas hates everybody. So I'm like, oh, this makes it even interesting. Yeah, like, Mikhail's really, a mutant himself. It's, so it's just so funny him being like, this is my moment, and they're like, uh, uh-uh, uh, <laughs> no, Orcas took advantage so of me. Um, all right, Realm of X number one, Torin Dronbeck and Diogenes Neves. Uh, Magic Sands powers, along with Typhoid Mary, Dust, Marrow, and Danny Moonstar get transported to Vanaheim following the off-world jettison of mutant kind. 
They team up with locals to find Curse and battle the White Witch, otherwise known as Saturnine, your favorite bitch. Magic's there also. Magic, yeah, too. I said magic sans powers. Oh, it's not written down. Anyways. (laughs) (laughs) It's literally the first thing. It was not typed. Oh, is it? Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, so. But you wouldn't tell because the magic in this issue is not the magic we know and love. Every ish character is written wrong. Can you magic is basically just some tiny little wiener in this who doesn't have her magic powers anymore or something, even though, you know, she still can kill everyone with a sword at any point in time, and there are billions of swords just littered around the well, battle. She's a war captain. She's on. a fucking let's war captain. With, let's start with her, because that's the part that killed me, and the fact that, like... It didn't kill you. That's the problem. Ili- an Ileana would never yeah. lose her powers and suddenly go... <laughs> What can I do? Yeah. Like I'm just not feeling myself, and you're like, that's not who she is. No, it's just so weird. Ma- okay, next, Marrow. Marrow Mero did not. Marrow sp- had no bones. Marrow is the nicest person in this comic. She's just like a she, good old girl. She's who- like. I'm so sorry, sir. Could I bother you yeah. for some bones to throw at people? <laughs> she, she makes a joke about the Boromir fuck? from Lord of the Rings or whatever his name is. It is so off. It is very strange. I when was can't. the last time she was in Cycle? Is it just that she, 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 she's so been in X-Men Unlimited? Yeah, she she's had, I think, two issues, oh, three God. issues. Yeah, but that Unlimited. was very lackluster. her and Feral her like, last being, being on a t- pain in the asses. Her last being on the team was like X-Force, I think. Yeah, like uh, on a real yeah. team, yeah. Like before all the Krakoa stuff, mm. um, yeah. But I'd like to see her. I do yeah. want them to do well. <laughs> well, they're like they're writing her as the the Mara when she like back in the old days when she like transformed to look beautiful for Gambit or whatever, and then she's like, I'm different. But then she just went bonerang. <laughs> and basically, Typo, they didn't want to have two pieces of shit, so Typo Mary has to take the place. She's got to be shit. the piece of shit. Yeah, exactly. So it's like uh, Marrow is now the more responsible but one. Mary didn't like Typhoon Mary is um, psychopath how, uh, yeah. in a vicious, terrible person. Like she yes, is. Like, she's not. Ve- a, there's no redemption. For yes, her. there's very. She's very harsh. She's like she kills first, asks questions later. Mm-hmm. Um, in this, she's basically Deadpool a little bit, and it, it she's like kind of yeah. jokey and stuff like that. And yeah. and I know they're trying to humanize her a little bit more because that's the the tie to Wilson Fisk, and so we need that to make her likable so we can have that sort of. But I I'm not there yet. You're not going to make her likable, rapist. This is is that makeup? <laughs> she's also- the rapist, not Ryan. <laughs> Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, not comma rapist. Both, both, both no, of them. No, no one was confused. I am not a rapist. Thank I don't you think for I cl- ever had to say that. Thank you for clarifying. Jesus Christ, Adam. That's the quote we're going to have at the beginning. Oh, my God. Nope. Not. That, we're going to edit it that out. It sounded very weird to me. I just wanted to call uh, that out. Very dangerous moment here. Uh, I was really looking forward to this title. I have not read much of Torin's stuff. Um, I do love her name. Um but like this, I was so disappointed in this. I just, I think I had really high expectations. Yeah. I love when um, the Asgardian stuff gets mixed in with the X-Men. It's a weird like chocolate and peanut butter. Oh, they taste really great together, even though they're two different things. And this was just, it fell flat. I it am, just did. I am very concerned because with Saturnine coming into the picture, the minute they talked about a white witch, I was very excited um, I think I enjoyed this book more than the three of you. I think I liked the more, I think if it was a not, if it wasn't an X title, I would probably be like, okay, I'd like to see where this goes. Maybe. 
Um, because it just seems like a standard fantasy fair. And that's part of my problem. Yeah, no, I know. That's I'm yeah. like that's what's like. Okay, it's like competently done. And then the art. I know that there. I think Ryan, you had you didn't enjoy the art style. I think it fits the fan like the fantasy nature of Vanaheim. It's very like Aeon Flux elfish kind of design. But I, I can also a little bit cleaner of lines. That's fair. No, times. I wish they'd actually use the gods of the veneer. That yeah. well, and that's what these Seton's, are just random schmoes. What Bronin or whatever the fuck? Ta- Traborn, Traborn, Traborn. What I didn't, but what like I, Freya and and uh, and uh, Freya and Freya. Oh yeah, yeah. and Njord, who is the king. They might come in, maybe hopefully. I'm very nervous that Saturnine, especially because Teeny Howard did her so right that she's gonna sound like a fucking nightmare. So I really oh, hope she had some like. It might get lessons. better, but uh, one thing that's cool is Curse, uh, coming from sort of just the X-Men Marvel Reason. Unlimited stuff is being a prominent figure in the main comic series. So that's right. cool. Yeah. I'd like to see that come to fruition a little bit more. She fucked up those tree people. She fucked up those wolves. <laughs> she fucked up herself getting rid of that kid. <laughs> that um, was weird, yeah. I like her. I think her power is really interesting, though, because it's right. If you do good, you fuck yourself up. I if you so do bad, you're, you fuck them up. Uh, you really wanted it? I really wanted it. Really wanted it. <laughs> I knew it was going to be the worst. Why did you know? It was well, I knew work? because Typo Mary was involved, but Kay. also just because what, it did the what she do to concept. You? <laughs> you know her personally. I know her personally, and nothing went right. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it'll be interesting to see how it ties back into the larger Fall of X conversation. Anyway, like I don't, I don't like that there's not really even a MacGuffin of like some sort. I mean, Saturn Nine's uh, a villain, and we're gonna have to deal with all this stuff in Otherworld and shit. Yeah, and that. also like Kingpin being, which we'll talk about in yeah. Iron Man as the White King of the Hellfire Club, is also going to be trying to like we gotta find my wife. Uh, Kaylin, what a great segue to the Invincible Iron Man number nine, Jerry Duggan and Ron Friedrich. For you. Following the events from the last issue, Tony reunites with Emma in the Morlock Tunnels, having a heart-to-heart over the current losses and how to work together, and the explanation of the return of Hazel, which we never really knew yeah. where, like, when it came back. So we got some backstory on that. Um, what do you think? Uh, very enjoyable. Uh, after uh, Hellfire Gala, I think uh, Invisible Iron Man is definitely... Uh, my interest in it has ratcheted up in it. Um, I think... As much as we made fun of the uh, the nuptials, sorry, that's for you guys, <laughs> uh, the nuptials of uh, Tony and Emma when it was announced, I think it makes a lot of sense to show like this. Um, it's a very public display of support for mutants from somebody who is really well known in the 616. So I think it makes a lot of sense. Uh, I'm liking it. I think the art's even getting better issue by issue. And Tony's stealth armor, which we'll see in a few issues, looks fucking cool as shit, yeah. y'all. It's uh, this is really fun. Uh, I love Tony is interacting with the X Men, specifically Emma. It feels like a real relationship. That all their voices are correct. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Because if if they were just like we're getting married, yeah. like we would have both been like, oh, what? Both of them would have made no sense. Right. That makes sense. Connecting the X Men universe as well as the Avengers, sort of. Spider-Man universe of also connecting Wilson Fisk. Yeah. It feels so fun to have this entire, like this feels like the Marvel universe in its best, like vision to actually intermingle all the characters. Correctly. It's, it's such an indicator. This fall of X run, like kind of universe that's happening right now is such an indicator of how much X-Men are starting to gain traction again. And that is really good from a, you know, just as fans, but also what can we see next? How, like, it's just going to become that, like, 
behemoth property again that I think it was so long ago. Um, and we've always like loved it, but I just, now that the MCU is kind of in its like what's going on mode, mm. that's going to be the, the, the juice. I think that, that sets it off. So I love that they're already doing it in comics because it's so obvious how uh, stake in the ground the X-Men are in so many of these like interesting stories that are happening. We had like 10 years of X-Men versus Avengers over and over and over <laughs> and over I again. I got so sick of it. So now that we've uncanny Avengers and this one, there's literally a point in both ep- issues where one person, Psylocke in one case, and another, another case says, mm-hmm. what should I do? And then whichever leader of the team is like, avenge them. Yeah. So literally we had uh, Steve Rogers saying it to Psylocke and Tony starts saying it to Emma. You're yeah. right. I should are say they, Quanon, are they relying on it too much saying that phrase? Twice. Like, but yeah. <laughs> 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 Thor's got to do it one time. But yeah, 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 exactly. He will. Actually, me. I read Thor today and there is a p- part where he saves a bunch of tra- uh, two trans mutants and just goes back and has a fucking party with oh. them. Ah. It's Al cool. Ewing's Immortal Thor, right? Yeah. Yeah. He would, yeah. yeah that's so that. cool. What they, are, you, are you guys worried about Rhodey? He's got his ass beat. Oh my god! And also that terrible warden in the yeah, Texas prison. Awful. It's uh, yeah. It's uh, Tony is not the jovial version of himself that we sometimes see, which I really like. Would you yeah. be in prison? No, Ryan. No, uh, Tony. Uh, obviously, oh, his, Tony. Fr- his yeah. friend is <laughs> obviously Rhodey's very upset about being. <laughs> no, sorry, yeah. I missed. I totally no, missed that. No, prison is bad, but <laughs> it's uh, no, but I'm sorry. Yeah, obviously his friend is in prison. Uh, he's still got the concussion. He's still injured. He's dealing with addiction. And what does he do? He's like, I'm going to the wig shop. <laughs> he like, he literally <laughs> looks at a liquor That actually store. is something you would do. Yeah. You would go to the wig shop. I, You're like, I'm getting a wig. I, yeah, for my best girlfriend. That dusty ass shake and go. Yeah. They're like, yeah, you'll be Hazel. Yeah. And put these glasses on. Mousy ass brown hair. Is it? It's not Darion, is it? Because I keep thinking it's just a drag queen. So I keep thinking of Hazel Darion. I not. love the last page reveal with Wilson Fisk as the White King. But I, I feel like in Immortal X-Men, it got spoiled already yeah, because they've referenced it. Yeah, I was like, okay. Yeah, I think it would have been cool if we had, like, you know, like we saw Wilson, Wilson like, signing the contract in the last issue of Iron Man right after the the uh, right. uh, the gala. And then, like, giving us the reveal in this issue, I'd be like, oh, fuck, that's so cool. But, you know, it's still cool. I love it. Let's wrap up with Deadpool number 10, Alyssa Wong and Luigi Zagaria. Alyssa Wong's Atelier arc wraps up with Deadpool trying to save his lover from becoming the Horn God's next vessel. You know, I want Alyssa to write a Lady Deathstrike series next because uh-huh. Lady Deathstrike was the best part of these Only 10 issues. Only good part, you mean. I liked the other this parts. This was a waste of time series. Oh, I liked it. None of this is going to matter the next time we see Deadpool. I don't... Every romantic character pass on. always gone. But that's what I kind of liked. It felt like a stand, like a little like movie or like a sh- I don't know. I I think the ten arc like end to end worked out for me. We had all these villains that came in for like five panels and killed off. I was like, what? This is it was just meant nothing to me. Uh, Besides, no, uh, like as when you said, that... Lady, Lady Deathstrike and the dog thing. Which yeah. did, did you like when that one got squished though? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah that was cool. I think for like canon fodder villains um they were still rather interesting because their power sets were interesting and like the way the atelier like have it plus the idea of the horn god being like this thing that's passed on from like death to death is a really interesting idea this comic and this is not a joke it should have come out in valentine's day just because their name is valentine too which would be funny but like it, it feels like a romantic uh sort of uh, it feels like a couple. I it it doesn't feel necessarily 
what should happen right now with all the other stuff that Deadpool is going under. So, like, if this came out at a different time, I would probably enjoy it a little bit. The more. the only note I would give it is that it's very impossible to tell like when this p- takes place. Yeah, exactly. So that's what I would agree with. That I for- I forgot that he's obviously been doing yeah. so much on X Force yeah. that it's. I I think in my head I clocked it like right before he joined. Like this was something that happened in the past. Yeah, so clock. Like I feel like I feel like <laughs> yeah. Alyssa like had this written out or oh, totally. had, uh, for a while back, and then it finally started coming out. And the fact that it's like still listed as one of the X books, like you know, like you know, this week this is what the X yeah. books are. Like it is, it does feel removed from it. Yeah. But uh, for something that may or may not be consequential, I still enjoyed it. The thing with the Atelier yeah, is that they very much. I think it's because I'm I'm just too used to manga or like RPGs where like the cool, they just have cool fucking designs and no actual character development or interest. Yeah. So I didn't mind that very much. I love a whole like gamut of you have to go through these ten people kind of situation. Yeah. Um. And Princess will be around, so you know six love, issues of Harrower was worth. We'll see. Prin- I don't. I don't think so do either. Think Princess. Will We've got so much Venom Wars going on uh, right now. That oh yeah. They're gonna well, cut down on Venom's and Carnage's so much. Uh, yeah. I mean, multiple Venom verse. The, there's like hundreds now. The I next, hope they all get sucked into another Venom verse. Yeah. Well, the next it says like on you know where you'll see Deadpool next is like mm-hmm. you yeah, know, the Venom, the Venom stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But what about that Summer Symbiote? <laughs> Summer's coming to an end, baby. I don't know why they're starting the summer symbiote. It hasn't. That's what I was gonna ask. It hasn't. It hasn't started. It's yet. been quasi going, but now I don't know. I mean, you have a fall of over the summer of symbiotes. In November, we're getting a new Carnage series. <laughs> it's just I, so stupid. I, I talk to a lot of comics fans, and they happen to be queer, <laughs> but yeah. no one is like reading that shit no. or cares about that shit. Is that straight? Is that straight? It's straight. It is. I yeah. mean, like, is that older straight? Generation? Well, even, even the Donny Cate stuff, which we read and reviewed on podcast, if you looked at, like, comic Twitter, it was, like, queer fans were like, what? Are you making me, you're really making me read King in Black? Or you're making me read Venom? I don't want to read it. It's, it's good, it's whatever. A, it was good, but Venom is, Venom, like Punisher, like Deadpool, mm-hmm. is very much, like, indicative of, like, yeah. straight bro fans. Wolverine, it, that's a reason why... We don't clock Wolverine as our favorite. It's about it's straight bros. <laughs> yeah. you know? Some might say not souls. <laughs> it's yeah, the, no, the you're, super you're masculine totally, 90s. You're totally yeah. 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 Um it's a generational I with, think. Thing. With that in mind, I wonder if straight people look at Krakoa and go, We get it. Oh, all gay you, people. All you, you have th- to do is visit do the House of there, X. There are so there are many people that are very anti where X Men is gone and I think is you know, so queer X Men fans are like yeah. through the fucking moon. Yeah. And they want their school. They want the standard like action of the week, some like probably bigger shit where men have to do something. Like that's about what they I, want. Even my stri- <laughs> men have to do something. I just mean like they want men the standard like Cyclops it. or Wolverine okay. or whoever saves the day. Not yeah. like fucking dust. You want Jim Lee to draw it again. Do, exactly. Yeah. Do your guys' like straight friends that read comics. So I don't have I don't straight know. friends. I, I, I don't, you are creating the the farthest Venn diagram okay. of okay. zero. So I guess I'll speak on this. But like they they're like this is such a cool era like in Krakow and stuff like that. Oh that's great. I think I, love I think but the, the, these the, are not toxic guys. Yeah I well think. the straight fans were allies. So you know on uh our friends in Talking Comics podcast which has queer people and straight people on it, like the straight people are really fucking cool. And they really like the Krakoan era because it's like, oh, this is exactly the right evolution of where the X-Men should have gone or should be going and have gone. Yeah. Wow. All right. Um, Anything else with the comics? Great. Ooh, there's that sound. I really reached Where did that come from? (laughs) Uh, What does it look like when I do that? Disgusting. (laughs) I don't know. I'm kind of turned on. 
as you're always, we like to ra- out of your teeth. No, I don't. <laughs> I just brush them. I got this new toothbrush. Anyway, as always, <laughs> is that like your plug? To, we like to wrap with a little something we call "Plug Me, Daddy," where each of us get a chance to quickly highlight something we've read, seen, heard, maybe brushed with, and this week, and wanted to <laughs> Tell share. Tell me about with your Philip Sonic hair, bitch. You are Lil Holmes. I paid for the more expensive one. And it touched areas of me. I've never been touched. <laughs> Honestly, it felt so good. That's not my plug. Okay. All right. Uh, I'll go. Uh, so I finished uh, recently the uh, miniseries by Tom King and Greg Smallwood, Human Target by DC Comics. Oh, it is part of yeah. the Black Label series. What's so it's it about? So Human. What was that accent? <laughs> what? Oi. What's what, this about? What's this about? Oi. I'm not good at British. You're pretty good at it. Better than that bird woman he did a minute ago. (laughs) I disagree. Uh, So uh, Human Target is a character that has been created by DC and has gone through a lot of different permutations, including a Vertigo series 20 years ago by Peter Milligan. This is set within the greater DC universe, but it's out of continuity. And it deals with a lot of the Justice League international characters, including Guy Gardner and Fire and Ice. In fact, he is dating Ice in uh, in this miniseries. And it's like... It's like a murder mystery, espionage type story told with superheroes. The art is fucking gorgeous. It is so well. I, like when Hung King hits, he motherfucking hits like Mr. Miracle Ooh, uh, yeah. or Vision. Uh, and when he has the right artist with him, just like Greg Smallwood is, it's so good. You guys have to read it. It's fantastic. What You are great, better than anyone in this group, that you will read a comic if you don't know the writer because you love the artist so much. And that is how comics should be too. Like you should follow artists, not just the writers. Yeah. And I, and I love both of them. I love both the yeah. artists no, and no, the writer. Yeah. yeah. I'm just so, saying, yeah, no, that, not that the writer's not bad. Stop attacking. <laughs> <laughs> That's I'm agreeing with you and you're mad. Okay. Um, I'm sorry. Yeah. I've got a plug for you. Um, last night on Peacock, it's now available. Oh my God. What? The movie, they came together. Has anyone seen it? Oh, you yeah. had to have I've seen it. Seen- I knew you did. <laughs> I should have texted you last night. I watched it with. You've uh, never seen that? No, because it's such a. It's basically the uh, wet hot American summer for rom coms. Yeah. And it's by. It's like so David Wayne, uh, Michael Showalter, like same, like kind of like cat. Like the, there's so many fucking people in this. Paul Rudd, Amy Poehler, David Wayne, Bill Hader, Colby Smolders, Ed Helms, Ellie Kemper, Christopher Maloney, fantastic, and then Jason Manzukis, Michael Ian Black. Like it's, it's phenomenal. Max Greenfield. It's, it's comedy gold. The when she goes into that shop, that one like when she goes into that like weird shop, it's some of the funniest shit. The the bits in it are so well done. It is the way that I just was describing it to people. I don't think anyone's ever seen Girls Will Be Girls, which sucks. So I know you we watched that with yeah. our friend Denny Ryan. But it was like it was Girls Will Be Girls matched with uh, I think you should leave. So it was like an I think you should leave full length movie essentially, where there are so many like bits and jokes. It's so absurd. Everyone is playing it so like intently, and it's it's that is the that is the exact type of movie that I live for, and everything just works because of how stupid it all is. How old is it now? Uh, 2014. So oh, it, like, wow. I think it ca- it came out right as a lot of them were like starting to peak, and like there was already like The Office was going on, and other stuff was happening. Mm-hmm. But I, it was one of those things where it was cheap as fuck. Like you can tell the budget was zero, and they just happened to be a lot of good comedian friends that were yeah. like, let's do this shit. Like there's yeah. like. Three state. There's basically three stages that they film on. They keep rotating everything out. So they're like, just chewing this. There's like three restaurants that are all the same stage. There's I love that. So it is so fucking funny. I can't recommend it enough. I don't want to spoil any of the jokes. Like watch it immediately if you like absurdist humor. It's really well done. I can go. Um. So I saw 
this little movie uh, called Theater Camp. Yeah. It's so good, guys. I was I'm not a huge Ben Platt fan. I'm not a huge theater fan, but it's like I enjoy going to the theater, but I I'm not uh, a theater gay queer. What do we call that? Um, yeah, either. Uh, either either. And but it is so fucking packed. It's like 90 minutes. It's so fucking packed with jokes. It's so funny. It's Amy really Sedaris funny. is in it. Clark, so you can watch ben it now. Ben Platt is is ruining it for me. It's I know out. that is the hold you, up for everybody. You, you need to get over the Ben Plattness yeah. of it all because <laughs> I also the main character a, of it all. You know, I. But he's pe- like people people that have hangups over years ago. He hasn't done anything bad. Like he's he's talented on he's the stage. He's just annoying. Just watch he's him. just slightly <laughs> annoying, but. He he created this, uh, written and produced it. It's really funny. so. What he played a forty-year-old person as a twenty-year-old in that stupid fucking. I've never movie. liked him. <laughs> it's just watch it. Yeah. No, I really want. <laughs> well, and it's how do it's you a watch it? Movie. Free? It's in the theaters. I'm now. not paying for that. Oh, there you go. Okay. I'll, I'll watch well, it in four months when it comes out somewhere. Okay. I'll do it on LimeWire and send it to you. Please give okay. me Napster. Two thousand three. Okay. Cool. What's your plug, Clark? Mine is um. There's a new uh, you know Bone by Jeff Smith. Yes. Yeah. 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 So he has a new graphic novel out. He and Tom Stigorski. Stigorski called Flesh. It's called Mortal. That's good. I like the <laughs> sinews, joints. Is what it's Nerves. called. Nerves. The sequel to Bones. Yeah. Joints. <laughs> so it's Mortal Tales. It's just the the, the Bone characters oh, and nice. the. the Fucked oh. up little rat creature and all the I don't know. It's really good, especially because he had like a fucking heart attack three days ago or something. Oh jeez. So uh, did he really? Yeah. Oh fuck. Horrible. I, I think he's okay, but okay. buy his buck so he can Basically. pay his bills. Don't, Let's not end on that note. What's a good <laughs> thing about it? <laughs> it? We learned the the origin of the quiche. Oh, that's clever. <laughs> yeah. People have been talking about that since the fifties. So that is so key. Since twelve fifty yeah. this morning. <laughs> I have not read this yet, but Bone is always one of those graphic novels I recommend, especially for people who ha- or parents want to get something mm-hmm. for their yes. like preteen or people teen love kids. It. Yeah, you totally. love it. Now it's it's good. like Walt Disney d- did Lord of the Rings, basically. Mm-hmm. Like it is I'd that epic. It. Yeah, it's yeah. always on those best of lists of like it's best of good. all the time. It's, yes. It's three absolutely. little anthropomorphic splooges going into another world and having to save everything from yeah. you know, locust people. I mean, it's, it's very, fun, yeah. it's very like Hobbit, like these unexpected yeah. heroes, you know, coming to save the day. It's inspirational. That's cute. I like coming and Aspirational. Yeah. Uh, inspirational. And, both. and aspirational. It's, yeah. it's both. The art is so <laughs> and good. And the humor works so well. It's so fantastic. Yeah. yeah. All right. That's been our plugs. And that has also been our show. If <gasps> you have a chance, it's recommend over. us to a friend, write a review. We need those reviews so we can get to more listeners, so we can give you more hot, hot content. Buy our merch. There you go. We got a merch store now. Visit our uh, Instagram or go to T Public and search for Homo Superior. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Homo Podcast. Superior X. Podcast. <laughs> Thank you. And Instagram at Homo Superior Podcast. Uh, we have been Homo Superior. And remember, huh? next week on the 31st <laughs> is when voting starts, so you can X-Men. deal with them. Um, Jean Grey and Blank are Neo going tent. up against each other, and Magneto and Blank. Ooh. I love Blank. Love my favorite I thought character. you did say Blank, and I was like, oh, okay, never yeah. mind. There's open spots. <laughs> Both of them have Blink in them. <laughs> there we go. Magneto yeah. and Jean Grey vote on some people here with the 27th. That's when we'll get to see the reveal yes. of the entire bracket. The reveal starts the 24th. Ooh. Ooh. Dates. 24, 4, 25, 4, 26, 4, 27, 4. And then we got them all. What? I can't wait. It's the 24th today. No, 27th, excuse me. 27, 29, 30. (laughs) It's like, what? Yeah. All right, I'm going to start over. Let's start from the top. Girl, nobody's listening at this point anyway. 
but go ahead. <laughs> You've got an eyelash on your glasses. <laughs> Caitlin. That's me. You need to fix it. That's it. That's been our show. August 27th. Get ready for the reveals. We'll talk to you later. Bye, little homo. Bye. Bye.